Good morning, Identity Church. I'm going to go ahead and get us started. We have the uh, live stream going yet? Live stream is going. Well, good morning. If you are on the live stream, we are here this morning. Uh, we've got a special guest this morning, one of my, one of my good friends, Jason Gamble. He is an evangelist. He has been, you know, he's been one of those people in my life that I would say that when I need somebody that I need to talk, talk things out. You know, I need that man-to-man kind of talk, and I need him to straighten me out. That's Jason. Jason's the one I call up and go, hey, you know, I've got a couple of other people that I do that with, but Jason and me, we've been going back for, what, 15 years now? So, huh? 15? It's been a long time. You know, I, I remember 15 years ago, barely, you know? <laughs> I, I, my, my my whole you know my whole outlook on life has been shaped by people like Jason. You know we've had lots of opportunities to sit down and him just tell me, "Hey man, that's good," or "Hey man, you're being an idiot." Sometimes you need some some people that will just flat out tell you, "Hey, you're going to be an idiot if you do that." You know that we need to have godly people in our life that that give us good counsel. Amen? Amen. Well, Jason's one of those people for me, and I just, I enjoy having him come and speak to us. So, without further ado, I'm going to, um, oh, I'm supposed to tell y'all to show the picture. Oh, not the chicken. There we go. I don't know what I was thinking during that, that moment, but, uh, it, yeah. Jason had the appropriate response. I had a response that was like somebody had killed my puppy. I don't know. It was, I I really have no idea why that face came out, but I guess when somebody was shoving a camera in my face, it was the first, it was like, what? What do you want from me? But uh, yeah, we had a great time this past weekend. My daughter got married. Uh, You know, she is now Kaylee Baker. So if y'all are friends with her and you see something from, who's this Kaylee Baker? It's my daughter. Uh, Micah Baker uh, is my new son-in-law, and, you know, I'm very, very blessed. I mean, you know, hey, anybody that will give me a a Kershaw knife, you know, on the day of, I I just, I love all of his gifts because he keeps me in the man zone, you know? Everybody else gives me, oh, well, here's, here's some cake or here's some pie. He walks in and he hands me a knife. Here's your present. You know, and I go, ooh knife but anyway my 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 family has grown we are we are expanding people ask me all the time how am i dealing with the fact that my daughter is never coming back to live with me again okay i'm not gonna cry but anyway i just you know those are the kind of things that you know transition is good and so jason got to jason got to be a part of that last week and I'm still trying to figure out what I was thinking during that picture. But without further ado, I'm going to bring you evangelist Jason Campbell. We are on, brother. I love you. I love you. Yeah, we had a good time at the wedding. That picture is actually our first piece of cake, and then Dusty decided we needed to go try the chocolate cake, which was the groom's cake. So we had two pieces. So that was a very... Uh, it was good. It was very good. Probably a little much, but it was good. It was real, uh, what's that word we use? Uh, 
Rich. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So for those of y'all that don't know me, my name is Jason Gamble. This is my wife, Sarah, here on the front row with me. I have one of my daughters and her boyfriend and my sister and her husband and my good friend, Matt Timms. He come down this, to be with us this morning. Um, I am an evangelist. That's my heart. Uh, I've been in the motorcycle ministry for 15 years now, 16 years, going around and just, you know, telling people that God loves them and uh, just praying with them and watching the Holy Spirit, you know, break chains in their lives and lead them out of bondage and stuff like that. So if you have your Bibles with you this morning, let's go to the book of Genesis chapter 1. <clears throat> We're going to talk about the goodness of God. And I uh, I was preparing for this message and I I was praying and the Holy Spirit just led me right here to Genesis chapter 1. And your pastor is his heart is for people to understand our identity in Christ. If we get that piece right and we understand where we stand with God and how God looks at us, then we then live in our life for God is a whole lot more simple than if we're caught up in, you know, religious hypocrisy or whatever, uh, religious ideas, uh, whatever that looks like. So, Genesis chapter 1, and yes, I'm going to read the entire chapter, so y'all bear with me. <laughs> I'm going to read the King James, because it's, uh, we'll talk about one verse in the message here in just a minute. So it says, In the beginning, God created heaven and earth, and the earth was without form, and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, Let the waters... Under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them them be for signs and for the seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, and it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. And He made also the stars. And God said, God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, 
which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let the fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for me, and to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for me, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. <clears throat> Verse 31 in the message translation says, God looked over everything he had made and it was so good, so very good. So here in this, in this passage, you know, God created everything from the beginning. Everything. He created the heavens, the earth. He created the night, the day. He created the seas. He created the dry land. He gave us everything, right? He created us in his own image. And then he looked at it and he said, it's good, very good. So I'll tell you this morning, God looks at you and He sees you as good, very good. God's character is goodness. The goodness of God is part of His glory. And I can look back on my life, even all those years I wasn't living for the Lord, and I can see those nuggets of His goodness in my life then. And I, I'm wholeheartedly convinced that the goodness of God chases me down everywhere I go every day. I'm convinced of it. And so when we talk about identity, we have to start in the beginning, right? We have to understand that God created us. God created me. He created you. And He said we were good. Amen. Right? So then, um, y'all bear with me just a second. Yeah, so he created us in his image. He created us male and female. And he looked at us and he said, you're good. It is good. Everything God created is good. Everything God does is good. Anything outside of God, can it be beneficial? Maybe. But everything God does is good. Everything God does is good. I want you to understand that everything God does is good. Now the devil, Satan, he'll take what God does and he'll pervert it and make it look good and it's really not good. That's why the Bible says we have to renew our mind daily with the Word of God. And we have to stay in touch with the Holy Spirit. That's why God gave us the Holy Spirit living in us. His power living in us, right? So we have to 
we have to stay in tapped in and in tune with God and the Holy Spirit through renewing our mind with the Word and listening and praying and asking God to, to reveal that Word to us. So it, God is good and everything He does is good. You know, I love in the, everywhere you look in the Bible, you see something about God's goodness. Think about Moses in Exodus 33. Moses said, show me your glory, Lord. And what God tell him? Exodus 33, God told Moses, He said, uh, he said, uh, I'll put you in the cleft of the rock. Because he, he was trying to get Moses to see. He said, you can't see my face. You can't see my face. He said, I'll put you in the cleft of the rock. And then what God say? He said, I'll make all my goodness pass before you. All my goodness pass before you. And then over in Exodus 34, he did that. He put Moses in the cleft of the rock. And he let all his goodness pass before him and he declared the Lord, the Lord God himself, as he went by. The goodness of God. Psalms 27, 13. We talked about that last time I was here. I love that verse. I would have lost heart unless I had believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. You got to expect it. We have to have expectant hearts. We got to expect God to show up and and we got to, we got to understand we got to believe in our heart that God is for us and not against us. We got to believe in our heart that God is, uh, you know, He's got our best interest in the palm of His hand. I believe that with all my heart. There's nothing in this life that's going to come at me that God can't take care of. But I have to trust Him and I have to tap into that trust and I have to lean into God. Is it easy? No, it's not always easy because the devil is. Uh, He's, he's, he's pretty persistent. He's, per, he's pretty persistent. You know, I get up every day and I go to work and I pray on my way to work. And my prayer is usually something like this. I thank you, Lord, for this day. And I thank you, Lord, that you give me breath and you give me life. And I thank you, Lord, that you go with me everywhere I go today. And you lead me, Holy Spirit, and you guide me. And you give me wisdom for this day. And I pray that over my wife and my children, that they have wisdom for their day. The Lord gives them wisdom and direction for their day. And whatever they got to face, the Lord will intervene and give them wisdom and direction for their day, right? One of the greatest examples of love in the Bible to me is over in the, in the Gospels. John chapter 19. You know, Jesus is up there. I want you all to picture this with me for a second. It, it, Jesus is being crucified. He's hanging on that cross, right? And the Bible says after he took the sour wine... He screamed, it is finished, and he gave up his ghost. He said, it is finished, and he gave up his ghost. That was one of the most beautiful pictures of the goodness of God to me in the Bible because not only did when Jesus said it's finished, the Bible says he descended to the lower parts of the earth. And then when God raised him from the dead, when God raised him from the dead, he come up with the keys to death, hell, and the grave. That's what my Bible says, and I believe my Bible to be true, so guess what? There's nothing that Satan can throw at me that my God hadn't already taken care of, on that, that Jesus didn't take care of on that cross. That's right. That's right? So when he come up, I can have life. I can have peace. I can have prosperity, right? I, can, I, I truly believe I'm blessed to be a blessing to other people. God doesn't bless me to hoard up things on this earth and have all these things that I like and I want all the time. They're good, don't get me wrong. But I'm blessed to be a blessing to other people. Amen. I love to give. And I love to, I love to give without people knowing who it came from. That's just me. That's what I love to do. And uh, 
you know. So God, when Jesus come up, you know, that, that, that took care of our healing. The Bible says that He bore our own sickness and our own sins on the cross. By His stripes, we were healed, right? There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's peace in the name of Jesus. And the goodness of God is everywhere we go on this earth. <clears throat> Thank God for apps. Because uh, <clears throat> Dusty introduced me to this one a long time ago. Oh, bear with me. If you do a word search on goodness in the Bible, there's just verse after verse after verse after verse. I mean, it's all throughout the Bible. And... You know, Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such there is no law. So, my question is how many of you believe that God is good? Number one, truly believe that God is good. How many of you truly believe that God's goodness chases you down? And manifest in tangible ways in your life. I, I believe that. I'm, I'm 15, 16, 17 years ago. I'd have, never, I'd have never thought I'd be doing what I'm doing today. I was a bankrupt alcoholic. I'll just tell the truth. I was. And my wife, when we met, neither one of us was living for the Lord. We was both living in sin. We both grew up in Christian homes, but we wasn't living for the Lord. And God brought us together. And we, we just had that, I don't know, it's just like magic. It just happened. And it was beautiful to have somebody in my life that, was, that could see past my brokenness. And I could see past her brokenness. But it's only by the grace of God. And then when I, give my, when I had that true encounter with the Lord, man, I'll never forget it. We just, we just had coffee again. We had talked about getting married. Now, mind you, listen to me. Neither one of us was living for the Lord. So keep that in mind, okay? And she sat me down. We're drinking this coffee. And she said, well, if we're going to do this, she said, I expect you to be the spiritual leader of our household. And I expect you to help me raise these kids in church. And I thought, what is she saying? What? Where'd that come from? So, you know, I listened to her. And we talked for a few minutes. And then we had to, you know. I got home and I was just—I was a mess. I was a wreck, and it was God dealing with me, God dealing with me, and uh, and I'll never forget it. I went right in that. I, I lived I lived in the upstairs of my mom and dad's house in a little—I guess you'd call it an apartment. It was just a bedroom and a bathroom. But I went up there and I'll never forget it. I got on my knees and I said, "Lord, I've done everything my way. Let's just do it your way. Let's just try that." And uh, and I did. I just give it all up right then. God delivered me from alcoholism. He. Uh, he healed my wounds. He uh, he gave me a beautiful woman, a godly woman, that uh, you know she uh, she's my helpmate. She keeps me straight. She even dresses me. So, I never knew I never knew that I couldn't dress myself till I got married. So, anyway, that's uh, that's there's lots of stories about that. I'd have clothes come up. I'd have clothes. I'd come home and I'd be looking for something. I'd be like, "You seen this shirt?" She's like, "No, I ain't seen it." A couple of weeks go by, I ask her again. She said, you know, I might have got rid of that. I said, you might have got I said, you knew three weeks ago you got rid of that. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, I, I got I to gotta change gears here for just a minute. It's been on my heart this morning.
You know, everybody's been watching the news, or you, you can't help but hear about the news, right? I mean, I don't go to it and just read it and watch it every day. I don't. I'll, I'll be honest about that because uh, I have to pray extra hard if I do. So I'm just being honest, um, and, and I think if most of us in here are being honest, we're probably all in the same boat, right? We just have to pray extra hard if we're reading the news and paying attention to everything that's going on in the world. But the other day, just a couple of days ago, you know, they start talking about turkey shortages and diesel fuel shortages and, and all this stuff, and, and I get it. I get it. It seems like a real issue, right? And it probably is, no doubt about it. But I submit to you today, in the book of Philippians, God's word says that my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Right? So I don't know about y'all. I live on God's economy. I don't live on man's economy. I thank God for my job. I thank God for the things that I have. I thank God that I pay my bills. But God actually pays my bills because He gave me the ability to work this job and He gave me the job. That's the way I see it. That's the way I see it. It's all about our perspective. It's all about our mindset. Right? So it's real easy to watch the news and get in fear, but fear is not of the Lord. It's not, it's not good. It's not, it's not part of God. The Bible says that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. He gives us a spirit of power and love and of sound mind. That's God. That's the goodness of God. The goodness of God. Say this with me. God is good. good. All the time. time. And all the time. time. God is good. good. Now say this with me. The Lord is good. good. And His mercy mercy endureth forever. forever. That's His Word. And He cannot go against His Word. He cannot go against His Word. That's the beautiful thing about His Word. He can't go against it. It's truth. Absolute truth. And we have to settle that in our hearts. It's absolute truth. And it's not always easy, especially when you get bombarded on every side by the world and everything that's going on in the world. And you know, I'm not into predicting times and stuff like a lot of people are trying to figure out when Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. I believe that with all my heart. And I believe He's coming back soon. But I also know that I want to be just busy doing what He wants me to do. I don't want to be worried about it. Because I'm going to take that flight. I think I told you all last time, we ain't going to, I don't plan on going in the, in the ground in a hole and somebody kicking dirt on me. I plan on taking that flight in that eastern sky. Mm-hmm. That's just me. That's where I'm at. And uh, so God is good and He's faithful. Amen. He is so faithful to His Word. Jeremiah 29.11. I grabbed hold of that scripture right after me and Sarah got married. And it says that God said, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you an expected hope in the future. I grabbed hold of that scripture. Me and Dusty and Heather and Mr. Charlie and Miss Rue, we all went to the same church back then. Pastor Jim, I still call him my spiritual father. He was a true blessing to me. And, and he taught me a lot about the Word of God. A lot about the Word of God. And I'll never forget it. I remember... So we got married, and then I deployed to Iraq, and Pastor Jim gave me these workbooks, these Kenneth Hagin workbooks. <clears throat> and one of them was on healing, one of them was on the Holy Spirit, one of them was on prayer, and the other one, I can't remember what the fourth one was on. But anyway, well, I didn't have nothing else to do in my downtime. You know, I'm in Iraq, can't go nowhere, obviously. So I, I went through these books, and I got back, and I, I just believed God that, you know, He was going to fill me with the Holy Spirit. 
And so I'll never forget Pastor Jim. He, you know, he was praying one night, and I went up there and he laid hands on me and prayed that, and I, I got baptized with the Holy Spirit. Well, later that week, you know, I went a whole week and I didn't pray in tongues. I went back to him the next Wednesday night. And I said, Pastor, I, something ain't right. I said, You got to lay hands on me. He said, No, I ain't laying hands on you again. He said, I done laid hands on you and you prayed in tongues and you've got it. He said, You just gotta. He said, You gotta let it out. And uh, that was a life change. That, I share that because that was a life-changing moment for me because that was one of those moments where I started to doubt God's Word. God's Word says, whatever, when it comes to healing, God's Word says we lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now, it does have to do with our belief system, I, obviously. Absolutely, it has to do with the person's belief system too, not just mine. But that doesn't change the fact that God's Word is true. That's right. right? So... And I did, and I'll never forget it. About two days later, I was, driving, I was driving to Athens to work from Hayden, Alabama. I was driving to work, and I started praying. Next thing you know, I'm praying in tongues, going down, going up I-65. I get to work, and I can't shut up. Somebody asked me a question, and I looked down. I was like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> One of my friends, and he's like, and I just went to my office and shut the door. And I sat in there for about 30 minutes before I could have a conversation with somebody without it being in tongues. I'm just, that's just truth. And... It just changed my life. It changed my life. And, you know, and I'm, I'm, I like to be honest and real with people. There's times in my life where I've gotten away from that, where I don't pray in the Holy Spirit every day. I'm getting back to that, and I try to do that every day. Not that I'm trying to do it for some, you know, reason or trying to get close to God or whatever, but what that does to me is it builds up that faith inside of me. And that's what the Bible says it does. It builds up that most holy faith and we pray mysteries unto God that only God knows. And, and, and so, you know, and, that, and that's, that's a tool that we have, for lack of better terminology. That's a tool that we have to, 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 to go against our adversary, the devil. It just is. And, and that's, that's one of the beautiful things about it. I don't know why I said that, but that's what the Lord said to say. <clears throat> so the goodness of God, the goodness of God is everywhere you look in the Bible. And I just, everywhere I look, I was cooking bacon this morning. And I was putting it in a skillet. And I'm like, man, this is the goodness of God. Thank you, Lord, for the... I did. No, I'm serious. I did. I was putting that bacon in that skillet. And I thought, man. And I said, Lord, thank you for the, thank you for the skillet. Thank you for the stove. Thank you for the countertop. Thank you for the sink. Got the eggs out. Thank you for these eggs. It just hit me this morning. I was just... And I'm usually a pretty thankful person, but I was a super thankful this morning. And I was like, man. And then this old gospel song popped up in my head. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And part of that song says, he, he makes a way where there is no way. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And, you know, he's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He, he just is. And we just got to, you just got to believe it. That's, that's, that's. That's the most beautiful thing about God's Word and all His promises. The Bible says all God's promises are yes and amen. And all we have to do, there's no prerequisite, really. We just believe. You believe, you receive. Just like salvation, the Bible says you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, Jesus says, Lord, you shall be saved. It's that simple. All these people out here trying to work at it or earn it or get you on this team and get you closer to God and you need to do this. and you, That's all good stuff and there's nothing wrong with that. But if we're not careful, we get in the ditch. And I don't want to be in the ditch. 
I won't be in the middle of the road. Because if I'm in the ditch, I'm trying to get out of the ditch, and I can't, I can't navigate where God wants me to go. And you can get on the, di- you can get in the ditch on both sides, either way. You, you know, you can get too extreme, or you can be too lax. I, I guess that's the way I described it. I'm just kind of simple, I guess. <clears throat> I have to have conversations with my wife sometimes before we go out in public, so I know what not to say. <laughs> it's just truth. It's just truth, because terminology has changed and evolved over the years. Trust me. <laughs> so. You know, some things that I would have said back in the day, I don't need to be saying today because it means something totally different now. She told me that, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> truth. Truth. God's Word is true. It's absolute truth. And I promise you, I promise you, if you grab hold of it and you dive into it and you trust God, it'll, it'll propel you, it'll change you, It'll motivate you. It'll, uh, it'll, it'll bless you. It'll free you. It'll, it'll prosper you. And it'll just dramatically change your life. And it all starts with the Word of God and knowing our identity and who we are in Christ. God created us in the beginning, and He said we were good. Everything God created, He looked at it and saw that it was good. He said it was good in the book of Genesis. And if you go all the way through the Bible... Everything God's ever done is good. Jesus, I still go back to it. Jesus hanging on that cross. And he said, it is finished. It is finished. And then he descended to the lower parts of the earth and he come back with the keys of death, hell, and the grave when God raised him from the dead. And he's coming again. And it's going to be a glorious reunion with our Lord. But until he gets here, guess what? I'm going to keep doing what he's told me to do. And I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep moving forward. And I'm going to keep reading this word. And I'm going to keep doing my best to apply it to my life and help other people apply it to their life. Because it's real and it's truth. It's absolute truth. It's life-changing. It's life-changing. And Father, we thank you this morning for your word. I thank you, God, for your goodness. I thank you, Lord, for your glory that's in your goodness. And your goodness is your character, Lord. I thank you for this word. And everywhere in your word, Lord, I thank you that we see your goodness. Your goodness, God. The goodness of God leads men to repentance. It's the goodness of God. And Father, I thank you for this word. And Lord, I just give you honor and praise for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I'm just going to ask you this morning. I'm just going to ask you because uh, everybody is dealing with something. So if you need a touch from heaven, I want you to, uh, I want you to come on down here. I want to pray with you. And I would be honored to pray with you. And we're going to believe God's word. We're going to pray in faith. We're going to pray the prayer of faith on God's word. And God's going to, God's going to intervene. He's going to get involved. And he's going to do whatever it is you need him to do on your behalf. Because that's just how our God is. It's how he operates. Amen. Amen. As, Thank you, Lord. As you're making your way down to here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I want to... I want to just continue to, to encourage you because there was something the Lord told me. That in Exodus 33 where it says that I will show you my goodness. But it says right after that, that it says that, and I will also provide you mercy. You know that in this, in this particular case, the goodness of God not only wants to just do everything that, that his promise said for you, but he wants to show you mercy. There is something going on in your life where you need mercy. Get it off of me. 
How many people said, hey, I got something going on so bad that I just need to get it off of me? You know, in Psalms 23, 6, it tells us, it says that goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. You know, what Jason's preaching on right now and what we're going to see is when people just say, God, I need it off of me. I need your goodness to to manifest beyond just, well, I know God's good. But it's the mercy of God. Yes. Do you know that the mercy of God will come and it will take whatever it is that's on you? Yes. You need the mercy of God. I need the mercy of God. Have mercy. You know that there is more people in here that they need a touch from heaven. I'm going to get down here too. Because I'm going to tell you what, the mercy of God is here this morning for you. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, man.